Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Sacred Flesh, a beauty podcast with a ghostly twist. My name is Lee Wick, and I am the owner, founder of an alternative day spa in downtown Spokane called Vanity Makeup and Skin. We are located at 421 West Riverside Avenue, Suite 820 in the historic Paulson Center, the haunted historic Paulson Center, but we'll get in that in a little bit. Um, I also own Vane Industry Elevation, which is a training and certification center um, catering to licensed professionals in the beauty industry, and that is located inside Vanity Makeup and Skin. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a lot to cover today, so let's do our roundtable. Good morning. I'm going to start with Sydney. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good today. How are you? Good. Sydney was... She had a little bit of a sickness yesterday. Yeah. She was down with the sickness. Yeah, that yeah. sucked. I was down for a couple of days actually, but yeah, over the weekend. But I'm good. Yeah, I'm you good. sound good. You, yeah, you, and you never miss work, so no, I can tell it that you sucked. Yes, I slept all day yesterday, so I'm good today. She left me to deal with all the clients by myself, and it was a hard <laughs> reminder of where I've been <laughs> and <laughs> how much I appreciate where I am. Right. So it's like. Thank you. <laughs> And then let's go for my main B. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. So this is Brennan, everybody. He's my producer with Spocast, which everybody knows him by now. He's also my um, Ed McMahon for those youngsters who don't know what that is. Yes. Yes. Sydney, <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know what that is, do you? Shut uh, you up. You guys explained it yeah. at one okay. point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't I mean I'm I think I'm too young no. to know Epic Man, but I used to watch I used to watch late uh, the Tonight Show all the time with yes, uh, so good. Johnny back in the eighties. It was the best. Yeah. And then our special guest, everybody, let's welcome our wonderful. Let's see, how can I? She's a client of ours, first mm-hmm. of all. She's a friend of mine, second of all. She's on my the bid board. We are uh, professional downtown Spokane advocates um third of all and fourth of all um she is a neighbor in our building did i already say that this no, is pia no, no. this is pia pia hello <laughs> can you introduce yourself i can introduce myself my yes. name is pia hellenberg i basically go by pia by now i think yes and i was a journalist in spokane for a long time um almost 20 years and a couple of years ago, I started my own writing business. And so today, I share a space. I share this building with you, Lee, yes. in this wonderful building. It's so good. And I write mostly about cybersecurity, which is a little odd for some people. They're like, how did you get into that? What's well, going When you on? explain to me how much you actually, how huge of a conversation that is it's so fascinating it's really fascinating i mean it's a conversation not only about you know your personal security online every if you think about it everything in your in your life is connected online you know your bank you pay your bills you do your promotions i mean when people do social media a lot i don't think they realize that they basically give the social media company, the keys to their account. But that's basically what you do. Yes. So this notion that you can have secrets on Facebook is probably not one we should get rid of. Um, But basically what I talk about, I work for a bunch of big clients that make software that will keep your computer system safe. Mm -hmm. And so I have the gift of gab. And I have the gift of gabbing about these very uh, complicated software systems in such a way that people can understand what they do. Yes, because you write it the way I can even understand when you explain it. Yes. Yes. So, for instance, 
um, let's say you have a you have a company, you have seven people have email accounts with you. One of the people leaves for whatever reason. You don't shut down that account because you forget and you're busy and you're you know you're a driven business owner. Well, that's an open door to a hacker who wants to get into your system. Um, I work for one company that is a uh, threat hunter, so they monitor acts of what's going on in the dark web. Um, they gave me access to their portal, which they probably shouldn't have done <laughs> because I get sucked into all kinds of rabbit holes now. <laughs> is the dark web real? Oh, yeah. yeah, it is. Oh, it's so real. I've it's, gone down a rabbit hole of the oh, dark web. Oh, it is. That so I think sounds you and I horrifying. have actually talked about I that I think before. we talked about yeah, it. Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. And I'll, so, I'll send you a YouTube video that describes uh, it really, really well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, so what happens, I mean, lots of stuff happens on the dark web. And it's not all illegal, by the way. You okay. can totally go mm-hmm. on the dark web. That's fine. And just <laughs> okay. look around. But, uh, for instance, let's say there's... Um, there was recently there was a couple of cyber attacks in Spokane, and so I am able <laughs> yes. to. There was, uh-huh, and so yeah. I am was able to go into that portal and find the data that was, you know, the people who were offering that data up for sale. <gasps> and so that wasn't what, that one of the colleges or Whitworth or. or I wasn't going to mention any names. Perfect. <laughs> that was on the news. That's the only reason I know. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention any names. And so, okay, so this brings up a good point because I am not a coder. I'm not a person to call if you get hacked. I have no idea how to deal with that. Yeah. I just know how things roll and how you can get attacked. And it's really, um, it's equal, equally parts scary and equal parts really enlightening because you get to understand how you can take care of yourself. And so everybody who's got like that password, one, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. it's still one of the most common passwords in the United States. Don't do that, okay? Yeah, no. Just please be smarter about that. I always say, you know, practice safe internet, right? I yes. mean, just take care of yourself. And don't do the sticky note with your password and give it to your mom or whatever. Just don't do it. Take it seriously. Because people can really, if somebody really gets into your accounts, for instance, there's a virus or a hack called Redline, it'll steal your Google account. So anything you have locked into with your Google account is now suddenly up for sale in the dark web. Oh, my word. Good luck getting your stuff back. Yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's so, I mean, but it's super cool. I also write just regular PR marketing stuff. I just did a big magazine, a bunch of magazine pieces for Greatest Spokane Incorporated, and I write for Avista, and so I'm basically... Just super happy, and I love being in the Paulson building. Yes. I'm not even being paid to say that, but I, I love know. this building. I've Me always too. loved this building, and I am I feel like I've come home. It's Me too. amazing. So thank you so much, for, and your business is called Content by Pia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how can people find you? The easiest way to find me right now is on LinkedIn. Okay. I have a weird name, Pia Hallenberg. There's only one in the United States, and so okay. if you look me up, it's my, it's my handle everywhere, so yes. you can easily find me. So we're going to get into your personal life and your skin in just a minute. (laughs) And we're going to talk today about hyaluronic acid, the history of hyaluronic acid. And if you've listened to The Sacred Flesh and if you've been a client at Vanity for any time, you've heard us talk about the importance of the benefits of hyaluronic acid. And if you're an esthetician, you are very familiar with what hyaluronic acid is. So we're going to talk about that, which is exciting. Pia is one of our clients and she is not a facial client yet, 
but we need to convert her. So, Sydney, get that on your to-do list. <laughs> It'll probably happen. Yeah. It will. She's busy. But she does. Um, Pia, you can um, talk a little bit about the services that you get at Vanity, if you don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind at all. Um, so I was born and raised in Europe. And yes. when I, um, growing up, well, when I was like in my early 20s, I used to always get my eyelashes colored. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of a blonde person. My, my hair is mostly blonde or like not much color of any sort. And so it just made my face look a lot better that, you know, I would wake up and my lashes yeah. were already black. It pulls that depth out of so, your pupil. So then I moved over here and I thought, well, I've been here for 30 years, so things have changed. But I was like, okay, I'm just going to continue this because I'm an active person. I ride horses, I run, I walk, I do a lot of things. Um, and everywhere I went, they said, oh, no, we can't call you lashes. Oh, no, that was it was illegal in Maryland or something. And I was like, what are you talking about? And so I used to bring these little kits home with me uh-huh. from the old country, yeah. you know, so I could try and do it myself, which was a mess. Yes. And everything was black and blue and nothing was where we're supposed to do. So I'm so happy that I come in here and you curl my lashes and you color them and you do my eyebrows and I just look like I have a new face when I leave. It's yep. really lovely. Yes. It is. Uh, she gets a lash lifting and a uh, lash tint. Mm-hmm. And those are very legal and within scope of institutions <laughs> in Washington State. This and is a long time ago. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> but it's, there's still some confusion. Like in California, people, lash lifts do not even, estheticians cannot after la- offer lash lifts in California. When you think really? about vein and how that industry in California uh-huh. is so, beauty is so important. Estheticians, they will be able to do it in 2023, but um, some of my friends had to really fight to get that legislation going. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and no hairstylist um, can put um, eyebrow coloring, or excuse me, you know, black coloring, even if they put it on your hair, mm-hmm. they can't put it near your eyes because it's a toxin. So, estheticians, we use vegetable based. Um, it's the same. I mean, it, it's not going to blind you if it gets in your eye. No, no, no. But I, so, so I guess my point is that it's always been super comfortable here. Very. You thank know, you. It's yeah. always been super comfortable. I've never had an issue. Good. And, and I have like super reactive skin, which we can talk about later. Yes. 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 Super reactive skin. Good. Um, so no, I've never had a problem and it just looks wonderful. And you Good. Know, I was like, yes, and I can get it done right here in my building. Yeah, so. right? <laughs> and just to toot Sydney's horn for a minute, you know, she's been here for a year. <laughs> And we had um, the Delta variant, the Omicron variant, um, my medical crisis, (laughs) my health (laughs) medical crisis. (laughs) And she's managed to like hold, to just, I hate the word pivot, but man, she just pivots whichever way we go, right? So Um, normally with an esthetician coming in, it would be a year before her books are totally full. mm -hmm. Sydney literally wears like, five hats here <laughs> she trains she does every- and so you were her first client that booked out for the rest of the year oh sweet and she was like be a booked out for the rest right for the yeah. rest of the year she pre-booked right it was it the rest of the year so, yep. something like yep. that yeah yes. it was, it was. So. and yeah. i said oh sydney because she always hears me um talk about get those people have to pre-book yeah pre-book pre-book yeah so, so it's no. it's awesome i didn't want to miss it so no yeah it's yeah, yeah. just lovely thank you yeah. well thank you for being Good. here with us today where i'm mostly bringing you here for your ghosts I have lots of ghosts. Yes, but we'll get to that. We're going to talk about hyaluronic acid first. So the sacred flesh is almost like two podcasts in one. Mm -hmm. Brennan, 
explains it well. He says, I have two podcasts <laughs> kind of in one that mix together because I talk about the historical references to some of the beauty, to all of the beauty trends that we talk, that we utilize today. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just a weirdo creepster that loves, um, I don't love ghosts. I feel and see and hear ghosts. Those are two different things. And so, um, yeah, anyway. Do you have anything you want to add, B? Uh, no, I, I, I don't. I, 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 it's not two and one. It's one yeah, is kind of two and one. But like, you know, sometimes they, um, sometimes you're, sometimes the, the, the topic goes with the story. Ghost yes. story. Sometimes, that, sometimes that works out. Yeah, um, sometimes it does work out. But sometimes we just go for it. Like mm-hmm. right now, depending upon what's happened in the last couple of weeks. I think it's awesome. I think people like they get the. The, the history lesson, they get the mm-hmm. the the techniques, the, yes. like what yeah. you're trying to teach them, and then but then they also got to hold out until the until yes. the ghost story. And if they yeah. want to, you know, if they want to fast forward through this stuff, they can do that too. Yeah. So what, I have a good one. Is it is a ghost story? I'm, from, ex- it, I'm excited. Is a ghost story from overseas? Well, so we it's really special. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and we have a lot of listeners, and I always hear people say, "Oh my gosh, I your last podcast was so." Everybody gets something, no matter what guest we bring in it feels like there's something kind of for everybody, no matter what guest mm-hmm. and no matter, you never know who's going to need a cybersecurity writer when they listen. No, that's true. Right. You yeah. just don't know. No, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's, um, and it's a weird skill, right? But it I is was a weird always, skill. but I was always a geek. I was, I mean, like a science, that's why I love you. I was like a science person Yes. <laughs> in high school. They tried to track me into all the science programs and I was bored to death. I mean, it was just not, it just didn't work, but that geekiness is still in there. And so I really understand these complicated the technicalities, complicated dark web things. Yeah. Oh, you should do a dark web podcast. <laughs> I would love that. That's okay. I could, I've gone down a rabbit hole of that. Oh, we could go together. We okay. could, I will show you <laughs> stuff that I will show you stuff, but anyways, I'm sure she could show me way more, but oh boy. Okay, well, let's move on. Okay, well, let's talk about hyaluronic acid, and that's a really good idea for a podcast, so we're going to talk about that. Okay. Hyaluronic acid is a, it is a chemical that is man-made. However, it is also produced in our bodies naturally. So it is something we're going to talk a little bit about when hyaluronic acid was first. It was first discovered and isolated by a German pharmacist by the name of Karl Meyer in 1932. And it's been used in the cosmetics industry since only 1996. Mm -hmm. So if you think about how important it is in aesthetics in the treatment room. So what I tell clients is, and then I'm going to get into the technical stuff, but hyaluronic acid, it helps retain and attract water to the skin. So it helps with plumping and it helps with anything you put on top of hyaluronic acid. It helps improve its absorption. So So the skin is like, you know, has all the hair follicles, all the pores. So it's like when you aerate a lawn to allow the sprinkler water to get further into the root system, hyaluronic acid will allow your pores to absorb more of whatever's on top of it. Mm. And that's a that's my analogy. That's I'm proud of that. That's actually a really good way to explain <laughs> I saw it. that. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So prior to 1996, hyaluronic acid was mainly used by athletes to help speed up recovery from sprained ankles or other joint problems. Huh. Isn't really? that interesting? Wow. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Have you used hyaluronic acid before, Brenda? I haven't, no. Uh, Never even considered I've it. had lots of sprained ankles, but, you know. Well, Carl Meyer discovered it in 1934, and he was a, 
uh, a German uh, scientist, German chemist, and he, or pharmacist, excuse me, it was a high molecular weight biopolysaccharide discovered in 1934 by Carl Meyer and his assistant John Palmer in the vitreous of bovine eyes. Ew. Yeah. Oh, inside cow eyes? <clears throat> Correct. Great. Mm-hmm. It, also hel- it also comes from rooster combs. What's that? The comb on top of a rooster. The, oh. red thing the little flappy red thing that comes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And hyaluronic acid is a naturally occurring biopolymer, which has important biological functions in bacteria and higher animals, including humans. Wow. Mm. Isn't that interesting? That's yeah. very Oh, man. So I really love learning about all of these types of things. Cosmetic firms have used... Um, HA for their formulations for the past 15 or 20 years is a moisturizing, a moisturizing ingredient. Mm-hmm. And it is um, just something that we use all the time in the treatment mm-hmm. room for natural and organic skincare. Um, it is amazing. Mm-hmm. So is. there are, all, there are um, widely uh, scrutinized and it's a hot topic in aesthetics with regard to whether or not you can have a vegan-based or plant-based hyaluronic acid because it's specifically in higher animals. So there's no such thing as a vegan type of hyaluronic acid because plants don't produce the fatty whatever that we do and that roosters do and bovine eyes do. Plants cannot and do not make hyaluronic acid. So in um, the... In the sacred flesh, I think we've debunked or, or researched two myths because you hear about, oh, I won't name the brand line, but there's a lot of plant-based lines that claim they have a hyaluronic acid. And there's some science behind it, I'm sure, for, but it would not be technically considered hyaluronic acid according to the scientific biosulfuride polymer term. Wow. Crazy. Right? There's probably some fruit acids that are that are come close but are not the same. Not the same. I, that would be my amateur guess. Correct. I really am an amateur, so yes, and I um, there there I are... understand what you're saying, and mm-hmm. I think that people need to um I'm big on like knowing what's in stuff. Yes. For a variety of reasons. And so when it says vegan, you know, you might want to be like, hey, uh, what is this? That's just a trend <laughs> word right now, really, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah, and it's like gluten free. It's you know? like gluten free. Yeah. That's yeah. like a, just mm-hmm. a marketing ploy at times. And mm-hmm. at Vanity, if you've been my client for one time or 40 times, we force our clients to learn so much about skin science, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We get really excited and we're like, oh, did you know that that's a biopolyside uh, polymer? Yes. Yeah, yeah now we're going to tell, tell the clients this comes from bovine eyes. This comes from bovine eyes. <laughs> maybe, maybe not that, okay? I mean, let me put on my PR hat for a moment here and say, let's leave the eyes out of it, okay? <laughs> Gold bowl of little grapes, peeled grapes. <laughs> In the old spookellies. We can do that and then take put, put the hyaluronic hyal- acid in there. <laughs> we like, ooh, look at this. Feel around. <laughs> Halloween so, is coming. You I know. Lots, lots, have, of, lots of fake eyes and yeah. you can use them for your exhibit. Yeah. Yes. Yes, anyway. we do. Okay. Never mind. So there is a natural substitute for hyaluronic acid that's not considered scientifically a hyaluronic acid. It's um, definitively... Aloe vera, which is a great natural oh, alternative mm-hmm. that is obviously vegan. Mm-hmm. It does not contain the same uh, chemical properties as hyaluronic acid, but the ingredients that aloe vera has 
mimic the properties in hyaluronic acid in the oh. response on the skin. Hmm. So that, then, you know, I go down rabbit holes of science, because then I'm like, okay, well, let me find out um, if some of the vegan-claimed hyaluronic acids actually use aloe vera. Oh. Right? I bet you they do. They probably do. And then they call it whatever Whatever. the organic property is in hyaluronic acid that mimics. Did you look it up? No, I didn't have time. Mm. I was really busy because you were out. I'm I'm, I'm going to write now. (laughs) Here we go. Down the rabbit hole. Here we go. Down the rabbit hole. hole. Yes. So hyaluronic acid has benefits for dryness, aging, and acne-prone skin. Um, the serums are clear, and they're a popular acid for everybody, really. If you have skin, you can benefit from a hyaluronic acid. It behaves as a humectant, meaning that it attracts moisture. Mm-hmm. So it draws it into the skin, and then it works to retain and maintain moisture levels over time. So when people have, um, you'll hear us talking about vanity. We've There are people who really have dry, dry skin have usually dehydrated or they suffer from transepidural water loss, which is TUL, T-E-W-L. And that's when they just go about their business and they may sweat one time, they may go out into the heat and boom, their moisture is sucked out of their body and into the atmosphere because they have um, not a lot of retention capability Mm. in their skin. So um, hyaluronic acid really acts as a humectant to hold that water, Mm -hmm. even from intrinsically drinking water and your conversion, your, the way your skin converges, uh, converts hydration into um, hydration into the skin mm. can be helped with the use of a hyaluronic acid. Mm. So this, I'll just show you, this is the ingredients list of one that claims that it's vegan. Okay, so we have water, uh, propanediol, glycerin, sodium hyaluronate, mm-hmm. Um, sodium citrate citric acid hmm. and exohexoglycerin. Okay. And that one says that it's vegan. And then I saw one more that I'll pull up too to see okay. if it has. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, men and women, all, 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 and not just men and women genders, but anybody with skin can, can benefit from a hyaluronic acid. It is really, really useful to use, just like I had said before, to maintain um, hydration and to encourage plumping and the removal of fine lines. Mm. It can really help to um, stop over oil absorption. It can st- it can really help to um, push bacteria out of the hair follicle. There's just a lot of different ways that hyaluronic acid helps in a skincare routine. Professionally, we use it in just about every treatment because part of our secret is the um, massage and the deep penetration of the um, the products that we use. And so hyaluronic acid is a staple in the treatment room. Nice. Yes. And you don't have one, right? You don't have I one? I don't have one, no. So I you'll need one. You, I'm, you, I'll just try one. Yes, yes. And <laughs> I, I think um, I... I th- we've got one for 55 that's amazing. And mm-hmm. Brennan, you don't have one either, but your skin, you would probably like it. Mm. Um, so w- when you come in to get your next facial, we'll send you home with one. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to try it. <coughs> Any questions? Anybody have anything? Any questions from the floor? Yeah. <laughs> Before we get right into the ghost story. This oh, one here we go. says cruelty free. Yeah. Yeah. But um, huh. I can't. Why is it on? Well, I think that just means it's not tested on animals, right? right? And it probably means they receive um, animal byproducts from naturally harvested oh, right, methods right. that are not cruel. Probably. So, yeah, they probably get bovine eyes. 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> let's be real. So like, yeah. cruelty free. To me, that just sounded like roadkill. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you just, you don't know. That's not, I think cruelty free is another one of those taglines that are, it's oh, kind yeah, of, it it's really a little, is. it's iffy for sure. Yeah. The cruelty free thing. It really is. <sighs> You having fun so far? Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. I, I brought my whole beauty routine story with yes. me. So. So, so tell us, Pia, about when you first came to the United States and tell us about your beauty routine and how it differs. So this is what I really want to know. So if you've been in the U.S. for 30 years. 30 years, yes. But you've only been a U.S. citizen for... Um, I believe I just had my seventh anniversary. See, that's so cool. So yeah. what I want is for you to... Because we have Herla, and Herla is a Polish brand. Mm-hmm. And so I have been learning um, a lot with you utilizing Herla, the differences between the European standards oh. in yeah. um, regulations uh-huh. and the difference between United States standards. And it's vast. Enormous. Enormous. So <laughs> Europeans are much more concerned with what they put on and in their body. Yeah. Um, U.S., it's we're capital it and throw it out there. People will buy it and put it on and eat it. Yeah. And that's, <clears throat> so that's how I can sum up the, so tell us about your experiences between the two, doing your beauty routine as an adult between the two countries. Well, so I think it's, um, so I'm closer to 60 than I am to 50. So I grew up in, in Denmark in like the seventies and the eighties. <clears throat> and that was a time when, you know, being natural was was really a big thing. And so I was trying this morning, I was thinking, well, what was the first, like, lotion I bought? I went to the beauty counter and said, I need to look pretty. And I, the first brand that came to mind was Mary Quant, which was, she was not really, she was a British designer, and she wasn't really big over here, but she mm-hmm. basically invented the miniskirt, so we can oh. thank her for that. Yeah. Um, she was kind of cheap. She That's had funky, cool. funky yeah. um, bottles and things, and, and I felt really cool when I bought that. Okay. Um, and then Body Shop, <coughs> oh, yeah. which you all know, mm-hmm. but back then... Body shop was granola heaven. I, I mean, I grew up on their banana shampoo. Oh, and <laughs> there you go. So, so the body shop I remember was, you know, if you bought oatmeal scrap, it really had oats in it. Yes. And they had reusable bottles and everything was really, it was super granola. That was the next, my next experience. And I had always had really bad skin um, for a variety of reasons we'll get to later. And then Clinique introduced its three-step oh yes it's three-step everybody know what that is oh right? yeah mm-hmm. they in, they hit that big in europe and everybody was like oh my god i have to do this and so we all went to the cleaning counter and we did the little computer which is not a computer it's just like a plastic thing you move back and forth yeah and the ladies in the white robes said, oh yes said oh you have reactive skin no you have uh, dry skin <laughs> let's do let me look at you and and it was all very uh, clinique right yes and we swallowed we just loved it and what i so i will give clinique credit for kind of getting me started on this idea that you know i need to wash my face and i need to moisturize and so that's that that's kind of where that started. Um, I was always, I always had a lot of breakouts. And later in life, much later in life, uh, we realized that it's because I have celiac disease. Yeah. I have an autoimmune reaction to gluten. Yeah. So I shouldn't make gluten-free jokes, but I sometimes do. Yeah. Um, and so the moment I realized, we, my doctor figured out that that was really what was going on, my skin cleared up. Wow. So 
just one point, you know, it really matters what you eat, right? It, it does. And mm -hmm. our we've got a sheer organics line that ha that is completely gluten-free except yeah. for one product, and that's the coconut cleanser. Yeah. Um, so we really take it seriously, yeah. too, especially when you're a professional. It's li our liability when something happens to your face, mm -hmm. when we use it on you. And so, yeah, it, it, people do need to pay attention yeah. to what's in skincare yeah. and hidden ingredients because mm -hmm. gluten can take on a variety of other names. It's it's not good for me. I don't do anything oatmeal or yeah. anything like that. It's, it's not good. So so anyway, so I moved to the United States and, and Clinique was a lot cheaper than it was in Europe. So mm -hmm. that was lovely, right? Mm -hmm. um, I still had... So in this country, compared to, when I say Europe, I mean the European Union, yeah. uh, which is a certain number of countries, including Poland, right? Um, in Europe, there are a lot of very uh, harsh, very stringent standards about... These are EU standards. EU standards. Correct. Are, and they're the same for the entire Euro European Union. They're very strict about what you can put in your lotion and what you can call your lotion. For instance, you can only call it vegan if it fills these criteria. So you can't cheat. Right. With your label. Right. In the United States. Oh. If it's something that goes on the outside of your body, you can basically say whatever you want. And it's unregulated. Label. Yeah. It's and it's unregulated. unregulated. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I, I learned some lessons when I moved over here. And yeah. I was like, oh, boy, look at that lotion. And it's only five bucks. And then and I, I, broke, I broke out from head to toe. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that's really... So, the, so I, I, over the years, just sort of trended more towards the higher-end products. And I'm very loyal when I find something that works. I stick with it for years and years and years. One thing that I did start doing when I moved over here was I used sunscreen religiously. Good. Um, I'm like, my natural color is like skim milk, you know, it's a little mm -hmm. blue. Um, and I lived in Maryland and it was a hundred degrees every day and sunny and I burned to a crisp in yeah. like two days. And so ever since then I've used sunscreen religiously. Um, and I think maybe I'm seeing a few benefits of that now as yeah. I get older. You definitely are. Um, but my, <laughs> my friends were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I can't leave the house until I put this on, right? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I just burn. I just have to watch the weather forecast and I burn. So, so I think as I graduated, I've just sort of gradually gone to more expensive products. And I'm a, I'm a beauty counter girl. That's where I go. I'm very suspicious of anything kind of new and fantastic because mm -hmm. my, my skin just breaks out really easily. Yeah. So um, I think that, so the biggest difference really between here and Europe is that the ingredients are regulated yeah. to a level that you guys cannot even imagine. And that's what, when I, when her, when I trained with Herla mm -hmm. um, and I learned about the EU standards, it was so different mm -hmm. and it really made you think yeah um and i really work with ethical companies so i know that when i see an ingredient list it's true yeah however you think about all of the things that are just mass produced yeah. and are just out there and people are guessing and it's to their own detriment mm -hmm. and their own wallet so <clears throat> i really um am a firm believer in making sure that you know what and ingredients yeah. matter for us and the as professionals on the treatment table because we can see what your skin, how your skin responds immediately mm -hmm. based on when we use a certain product. And when professionals yeah. use products, our formulations are higher percentage. So when you're buying a retinol product from Vanity, say, mm -hmm. other than going to Clinique or whatnot, mm -hmm. the percentage of that active ingredient is going to be higher because I've bought it with my license. Yeah. 
And so I have a real duty. We have a real duty yeah. to making sure that that's an ingredient that your skin is going to respond to yeah. well. So. so it's so I mean so I think I'm pretty conservative. I um, I use my expensive facial wash in the shower in the morning. Don't tell anybody, um, but I do that, and so I probably go through a lot more than what you know other people do. But it's a way that I know I'll do it. Yes, I I have used a few serums. I use I always moisturize. I believe in moisturizer. I believe in eye cream. Yeah. I know how to put it on correctly. Yes, like not like the little make, tap, make, tap. Make, yep. not like on top of your eye, yep. but like down. Here. Yeah, I believe in eye cream, and now here is the thing that you're all gonna like scream, but I'll admit it because nobody will know this. Where Just throw I it out there on the internet. Where I struggle sometimes is remembering to take my makeup oh. off <laughs> at night. There, I said it. I said it. I'm so sorry. That is really as oh. good as good as I do. That is really where I struggle. Yeah. So, um, and I don't think I'm alone. I think it's, You're not. You're I think not. it's no. 10 o'clock and I'm exhausted and I'm just like, oh, whatever. Um, but talking about, I do understand because I used to be the same way. I do understand <laughs> until, until I became, oh, no, yeah, you can't handle it over there. <laughs> We're like, well, to. So we can start with three simple things that don't even require you coming in here yeah, and that no. will make amazing. I need to put you on my boot camp list. I've, yeah. I've got so, people so that like, I text, show me your, show me you're doing your light mask right now, please. Light yes. mask check in. I'll yeah. get texts. <laughs> Show me you've washed so, your makeup off. So I think it's really, and so I was thinking about that. I'm like, well, why is it so hard? I put it on in the morning. It takes 20 minutes easily. And so why can I not spend the two minutes to take it off at night? Yes. And I think sometimes I, it's like, especially eye makeup, it, the stuff they make today just stays on. It would stay on for like two weeks, right? So finding something that can safely and gently remove eye makeup is is a big deal and we've so. got some of those we've okay. got we've got a really yes, really gentle nice um it's called cleanse off oil and it is a gentle oil-based cleanser for dry skin and oily skin mm -hmm. it's got hyaluronic acid and it's got um caviar 24 karat gold it's mm -hmm. a nice anti-aging one but it mm. does remove mascara and we'll show you a picture of um eye mites in eyelashes when uh -huh. people don't remove their mascara. Yeah. So we'll give you some horror, horror some stories. Horror stories <laughs> well, so I actually, dark web. Okay, so I, so I, took, <laughs> I took some of the right steps, right? So yes. I actually have coconut oil, which I like to use. I mean, and that seems to work a lot better than many of the yeah. chemical makeup yeah. removers that I use. But I just wanted to share that because I know I'm not alone. And confessions. No. Skincare it, confessions. You know, I know I'm not alone. And so that's, that's really the one thing where I'm like, oh. And you know you should do that. Why are you not doing that? So yes. Well, thank um, you for that confession, Pia. And we will. I just want people to know they're they're not alone. They're not. Right? No, they're not alone. They're they're not alone. We're, this is a safe space. It we is. We can talk about everything. Well, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about everything. So. We can. We can. As a esthetician who does this professionally, yes. when someone tells you that they don't take their makeup off at night, is it does it like it's a stab in the heart. It just yeah. stabs two in the heart. Two things. Yeah. There's two. I knew that. I knew that. The two biggest. I knew that going in. I was like, mm, should I go there? The two biggest things that will cause estheticians to like have coronaries are 
saying i just use dove soap like yeah. that's number one yeah that one. or i never take my makeup off at night it's like okay Woo. <laughs> hold on just a second <laughs> so, oh boy so it's all right it's all I right will, pia i will make I, I, okay so i will make more of an effort yes really you'll just hear my but, disapproving sighs i know when you but, go to sleep tonight and you go on that same pillowcase that has your makeup um embedded into the materials see, you can imagine my <laughs> see, see see i'm i'm like a nazi about my pillowcases because okay. of the breakouts yes. i always yeah. have right yeah so i i have a clean pillowcase all right anyway let's all right. move on right all right yes <laughs> sorry i had to ask yes. <laughs> i'm I just gonna give bad. my password out willy-nilly <laughs> i'm gonna give my as women okay so so let's get real about this yes. i think as women and also men who use makeup i think we need to be uh just more open about these things and oh this yeah it's really real yeah you know real. you're super tired and and you it's not gonna happen and you just have to find something that works for you and so it's um i'm not big on shaming i think it's more important no. that you just figure out what works for you yes. and, and what you can do and, and so yep and we have a lot of people that will when we're educating on how to do a proper routine for their specific skin because mm -hmm. it's never once no. one does not work for everybody and if they say well i just use a makeup wipe that okay that's better than nothing mm -hmm. the makeup wipe will leave residue so you have to wash so yeah so it's better just to do the cleanse mm -hmm. yeah. so anyway yes. well, i have a giant tub of coconut oil and I'll just use it tonight. Yes. Because yes. I'm actually wearing, I also don't wear makeup every day, right? Yeah. Right. You, you know, don't, some, you never, no. you don't have to, no. Sometimes I don't. And then I think I trick myself into thinking, oh, I wasn't wearing makeup today. It doesn't matter. And I know I'm lying, right? <laughs> <laughs> because I can see the mascara, right? Yes. So it's like, come on, man. Um, oh. Anyway, it's just, I, and, but it's also a journey and you just, I mean, as I've gotten older, I'm the kind of person who would rather have two nice eyeshadows than 25 Amen. crappy ones. Amen. You know, yeah. I'd rather have too. two nice products than 25 yes. awful things that don't really work. I Quality just, I just don't do that. I just yeah. don't do that. So. And you're right. Skin care, skin care is a journey. And that is something that we talk about a lot too with our clients is that your skin is the only living organ. I mean, it's literally outside on the, on the outside of your body. It remembers what you did last week. It remembers yeah. what you did last night. What you did last night's going to show up next week. Mm -hmm. So it takes very little effort, really, to sh to make a visible difference mm -hmm. in your skin. Mm -hmm. And so you can see your while well, well, a specific goal or target anti aging or you know acne scarring or controlling breakouts do take consistency and time and patience. Mm -hmm. You can see something happen positively with your skin just by watching what it does and what it's telling you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was, you know, when I was dealing with all the breakouts and all, at one point my doctor put me on um, <clears throat> a broad spectrum antibiotic yeah. to see if they could get the breakout to go away. And it made no difference. Right. The reason why it made no difference was, of course, because it was, an, it was a diet issue. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't get that message across. So I, I just stopped taking yeah. the antibiotics. Yeah. I, they gave me all kinds of lotions. The only thing the lotions did was ruin my pillowcases yes. because it took the yeah. color out of the pillowcases. Oh, yeah. yeah. It must have had benzoproxid in it. some nasty stuff. And so I'm just, I just feel so happy that I finally figured out what the heck was going yeah. on. So. And the gut is, and we have lots of podcasts where we've talked about how closely related 
the outside of the epidermis is the skin mm-hmm. to the gut. Yep. And it's really, we can tell when somebody has I'm, a dairy allergy or mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um, a, a gluten problem yeah. or yeah. when they've, I've got clients that'll come in and I can tell if she had cheese the night before. Yeah, I know. And then I'll I say, know. did you have, did, have you been eating dairy? Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 you just tell me, we'll figure it out. But yeah, anyway, it's, uh, it's something else, but well, um, Anything that you want to add to that, Sydney? What's your favorite way to use hyaluronic acid before we get into the ghost story? Um, so, actually, I like to use it in my hair. Ooh. Yeah, so um, I just buy, I'm not going to name the brand, but I just buy really cheap, like, it's like, I think it's like maybe $8 at the most. Okay. Um, nothing super fancy, and when I get out of the shower, I'll put a little bit in my hair with my special little Does it make it shinier? Oil. Um, so my hair is really, really dry. It always has been. And then mm. I grew up um, in Puyallup, right? So I was kind of more humid. And then I moved over here, and it's more dry. And so it's kind of just made my skin dry and my hair dry ever since I've moved here. And, yeah, so hyaluronic acid really locks mm. in moisture for your hair. Gosh, I never even thought about that because um, I'm going through menopause, and my hair is way so more dry. I want, I I'm going to try that. Don't quote me on this 100%, right? Because I don't do hair for a living anymore. But Mm -hmm. I will say that I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the reason why you want to use hyaluronic acid in your hair, specifically while it's wet, is because your hair really can't absorb oils and stuff like that. And so the only thing that really moisturizes your hair truly is going to be water. And so when you put the hyaluronic acid on your hair while it's wet, it pushes the water into your hair. Into the shaft. Oh. Yes. That makes perfect sense. Um, So I will be totally transparent. I haven't bought any in like a month just because I haven't been to Ulta. I've just been doing a bunch of stuff Mm. and I haven't gone down there in a while. And you buy it from the ordinary? Yeah. Okay. I was going to (laughs) say, they've got a great ordinary. I think it's like, yeah, like $8, maybe $10 at the most. And it's it's a big bottle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's super, super cheap. I know. I mean, I wouldn't probably use that on my face. I'd probably go with a better one for my face. But um, Mm. yeah, I just. Put that in my oh, hair, and that's wow. my favorite way to use it. I love it. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, try yeah. it. I I swear it really really helps. And like I said, I haven't had it in like a month, and I can feel it. I just I thought it was because I was out of my. I buy the specific like healing oil treatment mm. stuff for my hair, and I thought it was because of that. And then so I bought that recently, and it's been helping. But then I but it's just not realized something's different. Yeah, yeah, it's the hyaluronic acid. I haven't yeah. used it in a while, so wow. Uh huh. It's good. Oh, good. I'm gonna get it. Just the yeah for my that sounds great too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your skin would like it, and especially I, I, with beards. I use it. it would probably be nice for your hair because you color it like yes. I do. That's mm-hmm. I put I, I put a lot of stuff in my well, not a lot of stuff. I put like detangler spray in my hair because it gets really tang- yeah. tangled because it gets when it's colored. And then absolutely, I also like have this really expensive leave-in condi- not leave-in conditioner, but like conditioner. You like wash it in, mm-hmm. leave it in there for like five minutes. Yeah, while mm-hmm. you take a shower. Me too. That's uh, what I use too. But, uh, yeah. But I could use even more. My hair oh. is so dry. I I can tell you so many things for <laughs> your hair that to help moisturize it. Cause my my hair has been through the ringer. Mm. I'm going through my second puberty. Um, oh, my yeah. hair is. <laughs> oh yeah. My hair is getting dry and much curlier than it ever. I mean, when yeah. I was a teenager, it was curly, and then I I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Things just change. I mean, they I do. Think <laughs> I have short hair, right? So I don't really know. How, I mean, it's I have I get frequent haircuts because I have a really short hairstyle. 
Um, the only thing I've noticed is that it's gotten a little thinner. And yeah. I have a lot of hair. Yeah, me too. I mean, it is like a lot. Mm-hmm. And my, my hairdresser is always like, oh, you really have a lot of hair up here. I'm like, I know. Please get in there and just, you know, whack yeah. it. Whack at it, um, yeah. But I think that it's it's just changed just a little bit. So yeah. I haven't had long hair since I was um, 16, I think. I got my hair cut, and I've never had long hair since. Sometimes I have long hair in me because I see the big, beautiful updos and yeah. all that, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. But, you know, if I ever wanted that, I'd just get a fake one. I guess. Correct. Just pay for it. <laughs> my hair, just buy it. My hair now, well, before I cut it, when I first started here, that's the longest my hair's ever been in my entire life because my mom, sorry, mom, chopped it to my earlobes my entire life. <laughs> I did not like that. And she gave me front bangs my entire life, too. Aww. She has admitted that she does regret that. So <laughs> I'll give her that. But, um, and my hair doesn't grow very quickly either. Oh. So I, I like left hair school, and it was like to my collarbone. And I grew it out until I just yeah. chopped it recently. So I grew it out for, or not, I, did, I chopped it before, way after hair school. So I had been growing it out. When mm-hmm. I first started here for four years, mm-hmm. I hadn't cut it. And that's how long it grew from my shoulder, my collarbone to wow, a little bit past I had boobling. a couple. Yeah, I had a couple emotional breakdowns over the last few years and gave myself bangs. Um, <laughs> and then oh, my hairstylist, Caitlin. Yeah. And yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, boy. Okay, let's switch gears here, and I'm going to talk about um, the Paulson Center, mm-hmm. and I have a couple of announcements that are so cool, Yay. and I want everybody to... Um, so, Pia, you've not listened to my podcast before, have you? Did no, you? not... Okay. No, uh-uh. I didn't have a chance to listen until so, here I am. <laughs> but yeah, that's and I like to do that to people, just yeah. surprise. Really nice. um, this is the platform really where I talk about more of my um, metaphysical gifts, quote-unquote gifts, right? And I, I'm quiet about them because it's so trendy to people. Everybody thinks they want to be some sort of a energy worker until it's really... I've been spending my whole life trying to sort of run from it or be afraid of it or hide it. And then when I turned 45, I decided I wasn't going to do that anymore. My whole family, everybody knew I was... Di- everybody knew, but nobody talked about it, put a word on it. They... So anyway, when I came to Spokane, I was really hit with a ton of energy just because of the oldness and the rich history here. And I didn't expect that. And I would be dry. And I've talked in other in other shows um, about some of the buildings that have called me to them mm. that I've never been to nothing. So those those stories are told in the sacred flesh. So. I want to get to your ghost story because I know you have a good one because you and I really felt like kindred spirits as soon as we met each other. Mm-hmm. And That's true. yes, so we, we became, I, I um, got approved or appointed to be on the board of uh, the business improvement district for downtown Spokane. And the first person that somebody told me I need to be friends with was Pia. <laughs> and so we, somebody connected us on social media yeah. and then you moved into the building. I did. Mm-hmm. And I said, come down because you're on what floor? 10th. So you're on the 10th. I said, come down for a glass of champagne. She comes down and we ended up talking for like two hours. Yeah, it was great. And then now we just share um, knowing looks across the table when we do. When we're frustrated at the at the downtown Spokane meetings. We'll Um, just we'll just look at each other like, okay, are you gonna talk or am I gonna talk? Uh, Which one of us is gonna is gonna 
say the, what we need to say. But anyway, um, so I really have enjoyed getting to know you. And so I'm excited to hear your ghost story because I, mm-hmm. I, I know that you're not just making it up. No. <clears throat> um, we have an October campaign, a marketing campaign coming out that I just want to give a quick shout out for. Um, I'm calling it Gothtober. That's good. And uh, Gothtober is a month-long celebration of all things unseen, seen and unseen. And I normally don't um, do very many marketing campaigns for Halloween because I kind of feel like it's a little bit cheesy and it's like... We we do Halloween all year. (laughs) Halloween is all year long. (laughs) So there's no... I don't need to wear a witch's hat. I'm in the coven of secrecy. (laughs) (laughs) I was literally just talking to... I was literally just talking about this because I got out on my Halloween decorations, right? And I was like putting it up. And they were next to all my Christmas stuff. And I have like three boxes of Christmas decorations. And I only have one of Halloween. And I was like, Mm. that seems so weird and out of character for me. And then Mm -hmm. I realized it's because I literally have a wall of Halloween decorations up that just stay up all year. (laughs) I mean, no point. You've got stuff on your mantle just as a regular thing that I'm like, I do. I tell Sydney, don't show that to me again when you call. (laughs) I don't want to see. I don't want to look. I don't want to make eye contact with that doll. Petunia and Luma <laughs> says decorated quite a bit of my so living room. My oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. so our Gothtober event, um, we're going to be announcing that on social media. We've got some really fun things. Everybody, all of our clients are getting a, a complimentary offering, a gift that is handmade by me. And um, it is um, following the theme of harvest and, and, and things. It's going to be really fun. And, um, as you all have heard before, we've got some um, ghost stories that are pretty popular here at the Paulson Center. And I've been trying to reach this uh, paranormal investigator for several months. His name is Charles Howard Johnson. And he, I think, Brennan, I think you're the one that got me into the oddities group, right? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe, I don't know Maybe. if it was you. Or was it the downstairs people? No, I've been in, I think I don't, they're right. not in it, but okay. I've been in it for a while. And I think it's been, mm. I think you, I don't know. I think you're, I'm not sure. I think you're involved somehow with somebody that you, I don't know why, but (laughs) I, and so I um, saw Charles Howard Johnson on this Facebook page, which is Spokane Oddities Mm -hmm. and Metaphysical, blah, blah, blah. And I've been trying to reach out to him to get him to come in and bring his equipment and do some investigation on our floor, on the eighth floor. And yesterday he finally was it yesterday or was it the day before? I think it was yesterday. That, yeah, yesterday he responded and said he would love to do that. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Okay. So on that thread, when I, when he, because he wasn't responding to me and he wasn't opening my messages. So I think my messages were going to that other file on yeah, Messenger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I then did a shout out on the oddities wall and I said, so hey, help. and I tagged him. Yeah. And I said, hey, I'm trying to get a hold of Charles to see if he'd be a guest on my podcast or allow us to do some content for some paranormal activity that's going on on the eighth floor. And then I don't know if you were able to read, but somehow your name got thrown into the mix. My, my friend invited me. Yes. Because uh, she saw that thread and she was like, oh, wait, Pia, your office is in the Paulson building. And, yes. And she knows about my woo woo. So it was, it was 
Totally appropriate. Yes. So then everybody, the, the thread was really huge mm-hmm. talking about their paranormal experiences yeah. in the Paulson Center. Whoa, really? Yes. yes. Uh-huh. No there way. was a whole bunch. A, whole, a whole bunch. bunch. Mm-hmm. Wait, can I still read that? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's cool. So I'm going to do that. Yeah, so it's up there. It's up, and I'll, I'll show it to you. When, okay, cool. When we bring Charles in here, he's I'm going to go over them for it, and we're going to have him go to all the hot spots that people have given us in that oh, thread. Oh, that's super Yay. cool. <laughs> so I can't wait for that. That's super I am cool. so excited. Yeah, so he's coming on Saturday, October 28th, mm-hmm. and we're closed that day. And so it's just <laughs> going to be me, Sydney, mm-hmm. and my husband, Matthew, who's kind of a little scared. But <laughs> he is <laughs> Yeah, Matt will add to the excitement, honestly. Yeah. And yeah. so we're going to go live, and we're going to do, we're going to have some fun with that one. And he, yes, okay. and I asked. I have always wanted to, I, so, you know, I, me and my cousins go and look for ghosts all the yes. time. I have always wanted to buy ghost equipment yeah so mm. i can't wait to, to see, see yeah. how it works oh. and Very all nice. that in person in real life and i yeah. asked him i yes. said you know what's your rate for when you come in and do this like mm-hmm. what is how much do we owe you he said no no i have a i have a quote-unquote real job <laughs> and he said <laughs> i do this as my passion to document paranormal activity because oh, in spokane there's so much yes yeah there's a lot and so i said okay so there's he's coming and I'm just going to pay him in a cup of coffee. And obviously, really we're going to cool. do a ton of content and feature yeah. him. So, yeah, I think that's yeah. really cool. So, anyway. That's really cool. Hmm. Okay, so let's but, talk about your ghost. Wait, wait, I have one more thing. This is the whole thing. So, sorry. So, <laughs> wait. Yeah. So, when everybody was telling me about all those in that thread, all yeah. the places in the Paulson Center, uh-huh. my client yesterday afternoon works downstairs in the Daily Grind. Oh, yeah. On the second floor, she comes up, and I had just heard from this dude. And I was all excited. And mm-hmm. I said, hey, he's coming on the 28th. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait, yada, yada. I was numbing her because I was giving her a neck treatment. So uh-huh. we had some time to talk. And she said, oh, have you heard about the stuff that's happening on the seventh floor? <gasps> the seventh floor? No And way. I said, no. No. And her boyfriend is on the maintenance team at the Paulson Center. And this happened to us about two months ago. The elevator was randomly stopping on seven and five. Even if you pressed one or eight, it would just randomly stop on seven or five. You would go one, it would stop on. And Joshua one time had to get out of the elevator and get go down to the other elevators because the elevator that was open on the first floor would not move. Hmm. Mrs. Paulson worked on the seventh floor. Oh, she did? Yes. Whoa. So she and <clears throat> I'm not sure what's on the fifth floor, but seventh floor Mrs. Paulson worked on. And the maintenance team at the Paulson Center mm-hmm. has said, okay, there's some activity. Uh, things are active again. Whoa. So, Whoa. Cool. <laughs> so, so that's really interesting because the elevator actually stopped the other day when I was on it. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even making that up. Brandon is like, wait. I am not. I am not. I swear. I hate elevators and I I hate getting, I've never been to. I know. I also hate elevators. I've been trapped on one before in Seattle and it was awful. Seriously, I just, I thought it was the sixth floor, but I don't know. What if it was the seventh or the fifth? It could have been. I looked out. I was like, who's there? Nobody was there. I got back on the elevator and I was like, that was weird. Because I put, you know, I'm on the 10th floor, right? I'm like all the way. Usually nobody gets off before me, right? Yeah. Anyway, that was really the public was complaining, and so the the pub it it's been happening so much. The public was complaining, so maintenance actually brought in the elevator crews to make sure there were no problems. Yes, there are no problems. 
it's just activity I, again. And when, when was this? It was probably Sunday. I was going to say it's been going on for the last couple of months. It's probably Sunday. But anyways. Well, so, okay. So I have always, I think I am what you call an intuitive person. And yes. I've always been an intuitive person. Um, 20 years interviewing people as a reporter, I think, actually honed my intuitive skills. Yes. Yeah, I bet. And so my... Um, my friends are all used to it. They're not worried about it. No. Um, I've had some incidents, like I dream about things and stuff happens. That's and, my brother. And, and all that. It's, I have, I've had some of that going on. But mostly I'm very intuitive. I have extremely strong intuition. I have intuition about people and intuition about places. And one of the places in Spokane that, has, that I've always been drawn to is this building, yes. the Paulson building. Agreed. Now... Hello. It was built by a Danish, Dan- oh, yeah. Danish immigrant. Oh my gosh, I didn't yes. think about that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we've done it. We've done a ton of research on the Paulson, and we've done him. a lot of yes. content on mm-hmm. him. Yes. And that whole family is amazing. The original Mr. Paulson was from Denmark. He yes. was a miner in Idaho or Montana. Yeah, and Ma- Idaho. And Idaho. And mm-hmm. Made tons of money and built this building. So, so it that. I don't know. I just this building just makes me happy, and yeah. so I want to say that before I say anything else because it's also. I also believe that um, in a metaphysical manner that whatever happens, if something happens repeatedly in the same space, it leaves behind a little notion Correct. about what the happened yeah. that some of us are more tuned into than others. Agreed. Um, I also believe that everybody has intuitive skills and yeah. some people just choose to not listen to them or they never really get a chance to tune in. I also ride horses and train horses. Yeah. And as you know, horses can't Equine say, therapy. they can't talk to you. They can't say, hey, stop that or this hurts. And I will go into the barn and say, oh, look at that big smile on his face. And people look at me like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, the horse, look, can you tell his whole body is smiling? So I think I've had some, some things in my life that let me hone into my intuitive skills. But I, I, it can be a little scary sometimes. It can As be. a younger mm-hmm. person, I was like, I don't want to deal with this. Um, <clears throat> me too. I never want to deal with this. But now I just kind of enjoy it. And I've never had a really nasty experience. I occasionally know when people die, like at the same time as it happens. Yes, you know, people in my family mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And, and so I'm scared enough friends with that that I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while, so let's not go there. Yeah. But anyways, I've always been attracted to this building. Um, the ghost story. Yes, however, tell us. Is it too tell soon us. for the ghost story? It's time for the ghost no, story? No, go for okay, it. Okay, it's ghost story. Okay. So the, the one, I have one from Spokane. That'll be the bonus ghost story. Okay. But the one I want to share is uh, from Denmark, from where I grew up. Cool. My dad's... Which I feel like is appropriate to say in this building. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I think yes. so, too. Okay, go ahead. So um, my dad's house was built in 1792. Ooh. And you can think of my dad's house as one of those little thatched roof houses that you sometimes see on uh, British television series. Um, It's a very, very old house. It was built on a little plot of land that the king made the big farmers give to the poor farmers. That's in a nutshell explanation. So it's a really small plot of really bad land. The people who built the house had no money. Uh, so they built the house using timber from a water mill nearby that had been torn down because that was the timber they had access to. So the house essentially stands like it did in 1792, except it now has a bathroom and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so the people who lived there for basically 150 years until my dad bought the house in 1972 were just very poor. 
Uh, some of them had, some of the families had a lot of kids because that's what you did. You had a lot of children because they would help feed you. They would yeah. help take care of you. Yes. Um, and I think in the mid seventies, we became aware that there was something going on in the house that was not related to anything that we were doing. And so I was a kid at the time. And I think as a, as a child, you, um, perhaps just accept things. Yeah. And so that's what, that's my relations with whatever's going on in my dad's house. It's still going on by the way. But um, for instance, we started restoring the upstairs and we would be sitting downstairs, you know, having dinner or something. And we could hear people walk across the ceiling. Whoa. From one end of the house to the other. And then back. And nobody was there. Nobody was there. Mm-hmm. Nobody was upstairs. Um, later that reversed, we'd be upstairs, you know, drinking coffee or having a glass of wine or something. And we could hear somebody downstairs and there was somebody who was coughing. Okay. Always coughing. And it was like, hello, are you there? Is that you? You know, my brother come home or whatever. There was never anybody there. And so my dad actually did some research, some historical research with some of the people out there. And they discovered that there was a family who had a young daughter who had, uh, she was really ill. She had tuberculosis before, you know, they could do anything about it. Mm. And so basically what she did, all she did was sit by the fireplace or by the the wood stove and make baskets. And she coughed. And she coughed. And she coughed. And she died when she was like 14 or something, which was not uncommon. Yeah. So so my ghost story, (laughs) my ghost story is that I think I was probably 14 or something. This, this This was a little bit unusual. Um, I came home from school a little bit early. I went uh, into my room with all my stuff. I went to the bathroom to kind of wash up. And uh, my dad's, my dad is a bookbinder, but his shop is like attached to the house at the way other side of the house. So there was just me in the house. Mm -hmm. I knew that. And I'm in the bathroom and I'm hearing, totally hearing somebody outside the door for sure. And I thought it was my stepmom. And I said, hey, are you home early too? How's it going? How was work? And she didn't, re- she didn't respond. And I was like, why is she not responding to me? That's really weird. And I could hear her like open the hall closet and put her coat in there. And there was all kinds of scrambling around. And I was like, hey, I, I, are you, you know, I'll be done in a minute. Do you need the bathroom? You know, that kind of thing. No response. And I thought that was just really weird. And so I opened the door. And there's nobody there. I go through the house. I go out to my dad's shop. And I'm like, hey, did, did, did my stepmom come home? And he's like, no. Why are you talking about that? I said, but she came home. I was in the bathroom. I heard her outside the door. And he was like, no, she's not home. She won't come home for another three hours. What are you talking about? No. So, so that, was, that was like my biggest experience in my dad's house. But my dad, who works, has worked from home since, you know, 75 or something, has gotten so used to the noises in the house sometimes that he just kind of closes the door. He's like, <laughs> he's, wow. he's yeah. like, he's like, okay, guys, just calm down. And then so, so that's my my old world story, and I think it's um, it's a perfect example of of this idea that you know whatever happens in a house kind of stays in a house, yeah. which I think it does. Mm-hmm. Is there time for a short one from Spokane? Yes, go for it's it. A, it's a very cute one, mm-hmm. and it's. It's a, a building that people probably know. So I worked for the Inlander um, in the late 90s and early 2000s. And the Inlander was located in the building next to the Spokane Club. 
So which is now. I love the Spokane Club. Yeah, that's another place. I know that. Yeah, I, I, I had an experience there. Uh-huh. There's lots of experiences yes. there. But right next door um, is a building, and I can't, is it the Empire Health Foundation is there right Probably. now, I think? Mm-hmm. It was built as a bank in the early 1900s, and it's the first certified earthproof, earthquake-proof building in Spokane. And so that was important because it was a bank, right? And there was earthquakes in San Francisco and whatnot, and they didn't want to have an earthquake, and then all the money just fell out in the street. So it's a really solid building. Um, every Tuesday night, um, my, I was the associate editor, so I would be downstairs together with um, somebody who worked for the advertising department, and we would sit at one of the big tables. It was also uh, the Chamber of Commerce for a while. Big mm. tables. We'd sit there, and we'd just go through the paper, page by page. So this is like the proof of the paper that we're sending off to the printer. And so we just would sit there and have a cup of coffee and she'd look at all the ads, make sure all the ads were in there. I'd look at the, make sure the jumps were okay and the numbers were okay. And it was, we were tired and it was kind of late. It wasn't that late. It was like nine o'clock or something. And we're sitting there chatting a little bit and then we're doing things. And suddenly I had a feeling that somebody was like standing there looking over my shoulder. That's what happens to me all the time. Not looking over, but I can feel when people are there. There was like, it felt like somebody was standing behind me looking over my shoulder, Mm -hmm. like somebody was checking my work. Mm -hmm. And I thought, just don't say anything. Just, 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 whoever you are, that's okay. I'm not worried. Just don't say anything, Mm -hmm. right? And I looked across the table and my colleague was sitting there with her eyes were like this big and she's looking at me and she was like, did you feel that? And I said, well, uh, yeah, I did. Somebody was here. And she was like, yeah, somebody was here. We didn't see, neither one of us saw anything. We both looked up at the same time and kind of looked at each other like, what the heck was that? So, and we still talk about it <laughs> ever so often when I see her because it was, it, I mean, I don't know anything about what her relationship to these things are, but it was so clear to her that she will never forget that yeah. evening. And if she hears this, she knows exactly mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. So I, of course, being the researcher, dug into all kinds of history books and whatnot. And there is some kind of story about one of the bankers who used to like were part of the team that built the building that he allegedly is still there yeah he's still there so it was a tall gentleman and he stood right behind me and he looked over my shoulder and it was the weirdest thing well and i have somebody in that thread is researching because there's an elevator doorman on these elevators right closest to me and his name is frederick i've heard and i know he's there like i and i feel him and I feel like he takes his job yeah. so seriously and he introduced himself to me as soon as we got here yeah and my and I said thank you Frederick and my husband goes what yeah <laughs> and I said I, I don't I don't know <laughs> he goes can you see him I go I can see him yeah I can't you, you can see them but yeah. you can't I mean I, I get that it's not like he's an apparition but, but, but I he's haven't there. yeah but I haven't really um I come in sometimes on the weekend and I haven't really there's nothing my feeling about Paul is that it's wonderful. Is that there's nothing bad in no. this building. That's like my yeah. feeling. No. But I Agreed. also know that it was several of the floors were hospitals yes. for, for a long time. Yes. Very and long so time. Uh-huh. so traumatic, horrible things happened mm-hmm. in those rooms. 
Because that's just what happens at hospitals. And, and so can I tell you, that's why I think I'm supposed to be here. Oh, because yeah. Because I was in the hospital till I was four. Oh, yeah. And I feel spatial trauma and uh-huh. I feel, um, yeah, it's, I feel like I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really, so I've, I've had not, <clears throat> I've had no, um, bad feelings or anything. No. Um, but I've, I've heard lots of stories and I mean, the Paulson fa- family is legendary. Oh, legendary. Yes. yes. Yeah. But the elevator thing, that's funny. Yes. It stopped the other day. Yep. And I'm I was like, you. and I was like, that's so cool. Is anybody here? There's nobody <laughs> yes. there. And I'm like, why are we not moving? You know, nick, 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 yep. nick. And, and then, Easy. But I just didn't. Brandon, didn't, don't be freaked out when you no. leave. I mean, when you say it stopped, like it stopped at a floor. It yes. stopped at a floor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It stopped at a floor. But so I, so actually, I think that um, I'm not really, I'm not creeped out. I've been to places that were really scary. Me like too. I, I've been to a concentration camp, for instance. Yeah. And that, was like it took me days to recover. That was too much. Um, of course, it was nothing compared to what it was like for the people who were right. there. Right, but I know so, what you're saying. So you I understand can... that, but it was so overwhelming. Yeah, and I've been to places like that that <clears throat> are so too. overwhelming, and there are people who are really overwhelming yeah. too. So yeah, but I just kind of roll today. I just kind of roll with it. Me I'm too. Like, oh, that's cool. I mm. don't really get scared. I just kind of we just kind of roll yeah. with it. So, but the but it's interesting with the buildings though that there are some buildings that you're just drawn to. Yes, and I I couldn't believe I sub I sublease an office right. And I couldn't believe when my landlord came back and she said, yeah, we're going to go to the Paulson building. And I was like, are you kidding me? And she said, you like it, right? And I said, oh, my God, yes. I've loved that building since the first time I saw it. Yeah. So That's so cool. Well, on that note, we love the Paulson building. Please stay tuned for our upcoming content on our paranormal investigations. And we've got clients starting to arrive now, so we should wrap it up. Do you have any closing thoughts Brennan. I, I don't. I, I you need to get this guy on the podcast. I know afterwards. <laughs> he, so. You don't do podcasts on the weekends, do you? I, I mean it's possible that I could. Because he can't do Monday through Friday and I can't do evenings. And he and I said, I don't think my pr- producer can do weekends. I can do them sometimes, yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. Okay. Schedule well, ahead. Yes, because I would love to have him once I get to know him and you know, see how everything goes, I would love to have him back in. So and Pia, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you. This was fun. Yay, good. I'm glad you had fun. I yes. Did. And you're already on the books for next month, so I you're am. good to go. I'm good to go. <laughs> and Sydney? Yes. You can't leave. So <laughs> <laughs> you have to I'm stay. Not going anywhere. <laughs> and on that note, everybody, you can call us at 509-598-8695 to make an appointment. Um, we are always accepting new clients, and we are a gothic alternative day spa in downtown spokane where energy is really everything so thank you for joining us on the sacred flesh see you next time say goodbye everybody Bye. Bye. bye